So Esav had big dechamudis, we discussed last week. He had big dechamudis, he had nice clothing. His nice clothing were his clothing that he kept at home. They were not the clothing that he wore on the hunt, which were not big dechamudis, but they were rather big dechamudis, because they reeked from the blood and gore of the hunt. This is based on the Pesukim in Ishaya and Evadia and Malachi. Because of the Hamas that he would perpetrate, or that he, the threat that he poses to his brother Yaakov, which covers his clothing in shame, so he doesn't, he's not Zeicher, his big dechamudais are transferred from him to, um, to, to Yaakov. And he keeps his big dechamudais, chamutzais, his dirty begotten, he doesn't get to wear the he no longer deserves to have the nice clothing. And we'll explain this. We'll get back to this later. Specifically, it became a lot clearer. But the point I want to make now is that we said that based in the Pesukim Malachi, that Esau lost his begadim, lost the big his right to his big dechamudais, because he was bygade, because he betrayed his essence, his ruach. Don't betray your ruach. Don't marry the Isha Nachria. That's what's happening in Malachi. And the parasha of us starts that Esav married the women who are Maris Ruach. Therefore, he was bigated in his ruach. And therefore, he loses the big day Chabudis. So, someone who's bigated doesn't deserve a baged. Because a baged, big day Chabudis, nice clothing, can be a means for begida. You can use them to hide your true self. So Rivka's argument here was that Esav, if Esav were to wear these big dechavudas, since he is a baygate, so he'd be the one who's dressed up in clothing that are not really appropriate for him. And only Yaakov is not the baygate, and therefore he deserves these big dechavudas. He deserves the nice clothing because he's not a baygate, meaning he won't use the nice clothing to deceive and to pretend that he's something that he's not. So the baygate doesn't get the right baygate, and Yaakov, who gets the right baguette, then would say he's not the baguette. So this brings us to the point that I want to... And this is what we said last week, and this brings us to the point Moshe pointed out last week. Because I'll say, I think it's in Sanhedrin, Mamad Zayin, Reich Begadov, Vayarchas Reich Begadov, Altuki Begadov Ela Begadov. That Yitzhak smell, that even the baguette among Klai's will still have a nice smell. So that means there's no true begida. Even the the lecherub, the people who are baygade, still have Malayan mitzvahs, etc. They do tshuva and so on. Point is, Esav loses the begadim because he's baygade. If Yaakov gets the begadim, that means Yaakov is mufka from begida. His clothing are nice, meaning his his clothing are appropriate for him because he doesn't use them to deceive. That means that even even those descendants of him who apparently are being deceitful and are baygade are. are are not, and they really are worthy of this nice clothing. So it's the same, 
the, it's the inverse of Esav. Esav loses it because of his Begida. Yaakov gets that means Yaakov is, is Mufka from Begida. Well, wouldn't the fact that, that it smells nice because even Bogdim have whatever, so wouldn't that apply to Esav though? No, the Bogdim of Yaakov. It's only of Yaakov. Yes, because they do tshuva and the Malayan mitzvahs. That's the Gemara says. Even the Bogdim of Chai so are still Malayan mitzvahs. Kibibu. So that's the idea of, of clothing being appropriate or clothing smelling nice, is that these the clothing on Yaakov are, are fitting. And they don't have any problem. The problem of clothing is that they could conceal and they could enable a begida. On Yaakov, they're appropriate. Smell nice equals appropriate. And they belong to him and, pro- and, and he should be wearing them. Equals he cannot be begid. Even his uh, ostensible begidim are not really begidim. Same thing we have in Tehillim, Memhei, Pasuk Tes. We mentioned this last week, but now it gets clearer. The Pasuk says, Marva Ahalois Ktsi is called Bigidei Secha. All your clothing has the sweet smell of Mar, Ahalois, and Ktsiyos. And there Rashi brings from Chazal, which I don't know where it comes from, I haven't found the sources. If people quote it also without saying, just Rashi's B'Shem the Medrash. I'll take you Bigidei Secha, I'll Bigidei Secha. Even your Bigidim have nice clothing. So it, the, point, the point is obviously the Begid, Begid. But that if the sh- being mishabeach the clothing and saying the clothing smells nice, the message that the, the, the message of that is that the begadim can't be abused. They can't be used for deceit. That means that you're, even those who are the begadim are not really begadim, and therefore the clothing is 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 praised with the smell, like the reach begadim in Arabic fashion. Yes. Just in your support, it says, but big day So it's the beginning belonging to Esau. And then it says, uh-huh. It became big day Yaakov. So that means she actually gave them to him. Very good. Very good. Very good deal. We have a. Right, she granted them to him. So we're going to discuss this. We discussed this last week. How did, did Rivka steal them? How is she giving them away? We'll get back to that. But, but here it's clear that it becomes his clothing very good. I'm going to get back to that point. Why is Rivka taking them away? Okay. Exceus has anything to do with the Alitaina of Avmachava? Maybe. Come Come Okay. Another thing we realized last week was that Perik Samach Gimel and Yeshaya is Koilom. The themes and the and the message, the nakudas of Malachi. And I want to just go through those again. I mean, I realized that last like, during the share, so I just want to point them out systematically through the parak, through parak Samuel Gimel. And I want to make a point then about the Gemara and Shabbos. We'll, we'll get to that. So basically, the themes of Malachi are are the same themes go through parak Samuel Gimel. Yeshaya. So there it starts, Hashem is coming from Edom and he's Hamot's begadim. His clothing reek from killing Edom and from their blood spraying on, on the clothing and the clothing becoming Migu'al. His clothing becomes disgusting. And then it goes in Pasuk Zayim. Chaz de Hashem Azgir. Tehilois Hashem. Kalash Kalash Gumalonu Hashem. 
Rav to the base Yisrael Shegemolam Kiracham of Kerev Chasodim. So Hashem is Merachim and His Chesed on Klai Yisrael. So I'm giving Pasuk Zayin. So he says, Hashem said about Klai Yisrael, they are my nation, they are children who can't betray. So they're Banim, Hashem is calling us Banim over here, and he's saying that we are eternally faithful, and therefore by Hilahem and Moshiach. Bechol Tzarasam Lai Tzaru Malach Panav Hashiyam, Be'avosu Be'chemlosu Huga'olam. So when they have pain, when they have trouble, he's troubled too. The Malach of his Malach Panav saves them, and he loves them and has pity on them. Be'inat Le'minasim Kolimeelam. So the theme, the theme in Malachi, which appears over here, the theme is that we are the sons of Hashem. Ahavti Eslem Omar Hashem. Haloyoch Esav Liyakov Oyav Es. As Yaakov, as Esav, Sanesi, and then as we discussed there at length, bring out the, the Iker point is as follows: that Malachi is saying that the relationship between us and Hashem is like the relationship between a father and son, and therefore that model of a relationship and how a person should act towards his father is an appropriate model and to teach us how we should act towards Hashem. And this is based on replacing the lo- the love of. Yitzhak and the competition for the love of Yitzhak and Rivka with Hashem. So in other words, if Yitzhak is a proxy for Hashem in the parish and told us, that means, Malachi is saying, that means that the relationship to Hashem, that the relationship to a father can be a conduit to relationship with Hashem, which means that that whole psychological parameters and framework of how a person relates to his father is a, is a, is a prop, appropriate model of how to relate to Hashem. And therefore, it's appropriate to say, just like you wouldn't give your father not nice food, you shouldn't give Hashem not nice food, etc., etc. Okay. So there's a conflation of, of the relationship between the son and father and son and Hashem. It goes both ways. It goes, meaning, from the fact that Hashem, that, that Hashem, Yitzhak stands in for Hashem, we can learn how to relate to Hashem. And from the fact that Yitzhak stands in for Hashem, we learn how to relate to Yitzhak. Yitzhak is Hashem, Hashem is the father, those are the those are the two ways of this marshal. Hashem is like a father and Yitzhak is like Hashem. Okay, Hashem is like a father, hence we have Malachi, meaning, it's a very physical thing to say. Just like a father will never give up on his son, so too. Um, it's a, very, it's a very emotional thing we're saying there, but Malachi is saying, basically, his point is that we have a right to use these, uh, these um, emotional type of love that a father has to his son, to use that for Hashem, and that's what we see in Pasha's told us. That's this Pasuk over here in Yeshaya, Ches and Tes, and Zayim too a little bit, that he's, we are his banim, that can never be broken, that bond, and therefore when we have pain, he has pain, and he has chemla on us. Malach Ponov, Say for Malachi, it's called Malachi, and there's Hinyanechi Shalech Malachi Lefanecha or Pinodech Lefanai, something like that. In Paragimel. Okay. Fine. Now, so Hashem says, We're his bonim loyashakebu. We're his sons who won't betray him. But, Pasakid, Vehema Moru Veitzvu Esruach Kotre. But they, that is Kaisrol, Moru Veitzvu, angered. So really, we're Hashem's banim. Now, just an aside, how are we Hashem's banim? What does it mean we're Hashem's banim? It means we are ruach. 
like Malachi says, Mishmatim Buchachim, Haloi Av Echod Lechulonu, Haloi Kel Echod Bra'anu. If Hashem created us, so Madu'a Nivgad, Ishbach Lechal Besalekenu, etc. in Malachi, that the Begido in the Ruach, the betraying the Ruach, is demonstrating, is a betrayal against our Father, because Hashem is our Father, meaning our identity is our Ruach, not our Basa, and therefore our Father is Hashem. Okay. So here in Yeshaya, we are we are Banim Loyeshakeru. Lechayra, we're Banim who won't who won't betray that relationship to Hashem. However, we don't. We do. We do betray that. Behem Amaru veitzu as Ruach Kodshay. Amaru veitzu the Ruach Kodshay. Vatiyana Amaras Ruach liyitzok lerevka. Esav is bigger in his Ruach by taking Nashim Nachrias. He demonstrates that he's not identifying himself with Hashem because he takes women who don't serve Hashem who do avodah and therefore, the Moras Ruach to Yitzchak and Rivka, because Yitzchak and Rivka are a stand in for Hashem's relationship, and Yitzchak and Rivka are not Esau's father, because physically, father and mother, really because of their physical relationship, but rather because of what they stand for. And therefore, when he's Baigid in Hashem as his father, he's Baigid in Yitzchak and Rivka as his father, as we Hashem remembers the days of Moshe of taking us out of the sea and putting his Ruach HaKadosh in us. Um, we discussed this then that Yehudis Bas Be'eri, she's going to be Teuvel, like Yehudis Bas Pare is called Yehudia, and she's going to be Ya'ar, and she's supposed to. Bring it, and she's brings out Moshe from the earth. So you, she goes into the water, and you come out with the ruach. The water is a place which is not the ruach. You come out of the water, and you get, identify yourself with ruach kodshay, Hashem's ruach. Um, Esav attempted that and didn't work. Instead, he was Mara, it's ruach kodshay. Yehudas Basberi didn't quite work out like he had planned. The Be'er didn't work out. The Yehudas didn't work out. Okay. And then we have pasuk tesvav. Hamoyin me'echav rachamecha elayis hapaku yu Hashem ultimately. You Hashem ultimately will have pity on us. We're ma'ayrer Hashem's emotions, right? That's the pasuk is saying. Like Hashem's emotions ultimately are ma'ayrer. That's like Malachi says, "V'chamalti aleichem." And now, and this is the pasuk I want to focus on. Beikar and based on the Gemara on Shabbos, ki ato avinu, ki Avraham lo yedon. Now we say to Hashem like this: You Hashem are our father. Avraham doesn't is not familiar with us. Yisrael lo yakiranu. Yisrael, Yaakov doesn't recognize us. Atta Hashem Avinu, Goyalinu You Hashem are our father. Okay. So Hashem is our father, not Avram and not Yisrael. So that's like a hafti Yisrael Amar Hashem. And, um, and he's our father. That's the whole Malachi thing. Now Yitzhak is conspicuously absent. So there's no surprise there. Because just like Malachi uses the relationship of Yitzhak to Yaakov, and use that as a means for saying Hashem is our father. So if Yeshaya is saying Hashem is our father, he's not going to say Yitzhak's not our father because Yitzhak, Yitzhak, um, Yitzhak's love to Yaakov, or the love that he didn't have for Yaakov and his eventual relationship that he had with Yaakov, was, was Yitzhak acting as a stand-in for Hashem, which is the inspiration, as it were, for Malachi's message. Okay, so that's, that's very clear. So it's half of The whole Malachi is contained in, in the Hashmata of Yitzhak from this Pasuk. And then in, a, in, a, in another way, which we'll see in the Shabbos, 
This is all contained in the Pasuk, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Because Hashem says in, Pasha, in, in Shmois, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Yisrael is my son, the B'chay. Which is a, a reference, Ramaz, to the fact that Yisrael, Yaakov, was in the B'chayra. He got the B'chayra from Esau. So Yisrael, getting the B'chayra, getting Yitzchak's B'chayra, means that he is the B'chayra of Hashem. So there, that passage contains this point of the, of the relationship of Yaakov to Yitzchak is really the relationship of Yaakov to Hashem. Hence, Yitzchak is missing in, in, in this passage in Yeshaya. Hence, Malachi takes this and, and uses it to define um, our relationship with Hashem. Okay, so now for the Gemara and Shabbos. Omer Rabbi Shmuel Ben-Nachmeni. Omer Rabbi Yenusa. So he says, Ma'idich Siv Avram lo yudda'anu Yisrael la'akimah. Ma'asid la'avoy, Hashem is going to tell Avram, Kala Yisrael was chayteh. And Avram is going to say, Rebbein Shalom, Yimachu al Kedusha Shemecha. Okay, then wipe them out. That's what they deserve, and that'll be a Kedush Hashem. Yaak, so Hashem says, I'll tell Yaakov, because he had Tzara from raising them, maybe he'll ask for Racham. So he tells Yaakov, Banecha Chatu. And Yaakov says, Yimachu al Kedusha Shemecha. So Hashem says, okay, Kedusha Shemecha. Sabi, old people don't have good ideas. Little, young people, I'm going to ask the middle one. I'm going to ask Yitzhak. And, and he says, Yitzhak says, My sons are not your sons. When they said, Nasa before Nishma, you called them Bani Bechayri. So they're my sons and not your sons. So this, Gemara, he's saying this point. If they're Bani Bechayri, Bani Bechayri Yisrael, Yaakov's being Zaych in the Bukhari from Yitzhak equals Yaakov being Zaych in the Bukhari from Hashem. That means Yitzhak is identifying with Hashem. So when Hashem says to Yitzhak, Banecha Chatu, he says, What do you mean, Banai? Banai equals Banecha. Not just, he's not just saying, Oh, they're not Banai, they're your Banai. It's, it's the two things go together because Yitzhak acts in Makam Hashem. And we'll explain exactly what that means. How is Yitzhak, why is Yitzhak after the one who's Makam Hashem? We'll get to that soon. So that's what he says, and then he's Malam and on them. He says a whole shikotari why they, if you're not discussed, the years of a person's life and his sleep, etc., etc. So everyone says to Yitzchak, says the Gemara, Atta Avinu, they're talking to Yitzchak. Ki Atta Avinu, in the Pasuk in Yishai, is talking to Yitzchak. And Yitzchak says, don't tell me, tell Hashem. And therefore we have in the safe of the Pasuk, Atta Hashem Avinu. Because the Pasuk starts off, Atta Avinu. Avraham lo yedda'anu Yisrael ha'kiwaru ato Hashem avinu ato. So B'shuva Ben-Nechemini says, Ato avinu is Yitzchak, who says, no, don't talk to me, tell it to Hashem. Okay. But the point is that the Ava to Yitzchak, the Ava that Yitzchak has to us, or the fact that he's our father, is like saying Hashem's our father. Now. Okay. So Yitzchak's love for us is like the love for Hashem for us. And it's the most immutable love for us. Avram and Yaakov could say ultimately, okay, Yimachah Kedusha Shemecha, but Yitzchak not. Now, the is a major paradox. Because Yitzchak is the one who didn't love us. Yitzchak, Vayav Yitzchak is Esav. So how is it that Dafka Yitzchak, who doesn't love us, who didn't love Yaakov, is the one who ultimately doesn't, doesn't give up, and we, say, and we say, oh, Yitzchak, you're the one who really is our father. Avram doesn't care about us. Yaakov doesn't care about us. It's, it's counterintuitive. It's paradoxical. Yitzhak is the one who didn't love Yaakov. So the answer is, who That's exactly the point. The fact that Yitzhak did not love Yaakov and then ultimately gave him the bracha anyways, that's the key to understanding the difference between Yitzhak and Avram and Yaakov. By all the obvious, there's a focus of who they love. Yitzhak is a... Is a um, Asher Ahavta, 
Avram loves Yitzchak. Yisrael Allah has Yosef. Right? Yaakov loves Rachel and then he loves Yosef. Yisrael Allah has Yosef and Kobana. Yitzchak loves Rivka, Vatila, and then he loves Esav. And as we discussed, and we'll get back to tonight, he loves Esav because he breaks food like Rivka does. Okay, like an Isha. But it's all about the. the okay, that's, that's the side thing. So now, Avram loves, y- loves Yitzchak. And what happens? He has to give up Yitzchak. He has to be mak of him. Ultimately, he has to demonstrate that he's able to, to give him, bring him as a carbon. And thereby, he severs that natural love that he had for him. Yaakov loved Yosef, and then he lost him, and had to transcend that natural love that he had for him, which um, obviously this is, is for the future when we get to those parashas. But, uh, but the love that he had for, for Yosef uh, caused great suffering and ultimately great Yisurim, and, and, he was, and it, was, um, it was squelched in a way where he had to, he had to overcome it. He had to transcend it. So they ultimately transcended the natural filial love. And therefore, when Hashem says, they said, fine, because they overcame the natural love that, had, that, did not, that source was not Hashem. They had a natural fatherly love, which they had to learn, learn how to overcome. And once they learned that, now they're no longer our father. Yitzchak did not have a natural love for Yaakov, Mitzad, Mitzad is his nature of a father that he had for Esau. So therefore, therefore, he's the one who Hashem can take control, take over his fatherness for Yaakov and direct it. Because, Dafka, because he doesn't have his own Negeus to Yaakov, so therefore he never had to, he never had to um, hold himself back or, or unlearn loving Yaakov. On the contrary, he, he was able to relate to whatever was happening to him, whatever Hashem was doing through him. So Hashem is choosing Yitzhak as the, as the conduit and the vehicle to love Yaakov through these brachas, through the, what's happening over here. Yitzhak is of Hashem, so Hashem is acting through Yitzhak. And Hashem is saying, I love Yaakov, I have Hashem. He's saying that through Yitzhak. So the one, the only, so the Ava, the fatherly love that Yitzhak has to Yaakov, the fatherly love, which is something, is a thing that a person can never get up. That never give up. That fatherly love was identified with Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael. So that means like this. Kids, I don't mean to be too complicated. A fatherly love, a father can't say, okay, you know what, I changed my mind. Fatherly love is something that stays forever. And fatherly love doesn't, doesn't, is not a temporary thing. But Avram and, and Yaakov overcame their fatherly love, the Shem Hashem. And therefore, they, they no longer are connected in that way. Yitzchaks never had a, fa- a natural fatherly love for us. Never had a natural father love for Yaakov. The way it became, the way his, the way his love for Yaakov was established was only through Hashem. In other words, originally he loved Esav. Here he's Lefnei Hashem, and Yaakov becomes the chosen one. Yaakov becomes the one who he's supposed to direct his love to. So that means he learns then, he, Yitzhak learns then that the love of Hashem that's operating through him is a fatherly type love, meaning a love which is permanent and never broken. So therefore when Hashem says, oh, banecha chatu, He says, okay, but, the, but there's not, that doesn't mean we could, that doesn't mean this can end over here. Because the fatherly love, that love which, which, which must never end, relates back to, ha, relates back to Hashem. Okay. 
is a fatherly love. What? It is, but it's a father. No, but it's a fatherly love. Hashem chose it's a different Yitzhak. father love than Avram and Yaakov. The original. It's not working through Hashem. Love. It's not Hashem's. Right? It's not Hashem. Here, it's Hashem using Yitzhak as the father. Yitzhak, who is a father, Hashem is using that to establish Himself as our father. So Hashem is becoming our father, right? Such that Malachi could say the same way you treat a father, treat Hashem. And where does that happen? Because Hashem is present in Yitzhak or acts through Yitzhak. Because Yitzhak is a father. It, it is a different father love than Abraham and Yaakov originally had. No, it's different. It's only different in the sense that this one is the Shem Shemaim. That one was coming with Nagiyas. That's what I'm saying. Yitzhak learned over here. They who started right. They who started with a fatherly love that had Nagiyas. That wasn't Hashem establishing it. So they had to throw, overcome that. Throw that such that they could they could really they could be over Hashem and say, give them up. Yitzchak's only had a fatherly love of Hashem's love for us. He only represented that, he, so he never had to overcome, he never had to give up any, any fatherly love because he didn't have it. He, the only fatherly love he did have was Hashem Shemayim and Hashem operating through him. In other words, like, just to make it simpler, Yitzchak loves us because Hashem loves us, right? That's all. Avram loved us for another reason and therefore... When he when he had to and he had to overcome that, so no, he no longer loves well, us. Why do you think that Abram didn't get that one? Because we don't know that he got that. We don't know that he got that. We know over here that Yitzhak is acting as a father whose son is serving him, b'makam Hashem. He's doing what Hashem tells him to do to Yitzhak, which Hashem is doing in a fatherly love kind no, of way. No, 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 no. Hashem is not father shechting Yitzhak in a fatherly love kind of way. But Yitzhak is bringing food to Yitzhak, which is also was a carbon. So it's a son. It's a son serving his father, or son ser- or us serving Hashem, and the two are are mixed into one one thing. And the fact that they're mixed together means well, everything we discussed. But that's not happening by by, by Avram, no. Okay, so this brings us basically up, right up to what the Zoya says, and the Farshim bring that the um, why did this have to happen this way? Why did Yitzhak have to give the brachas without knowing what he was doing? Because it was Hashem had to be Hashem was operating through Yitzhak, so Dafki Yitzhak had to not know what he was doing. Because th- that way Hashem is present, that way Hashem is active. So basically, it's like Yitzhak is being hijacked, as it were. Yitzhak's mind is being taken over by Hashem, controlled by Hashem, and Hashem is operating in a fatherly way through Yitzhak. So therefore, Yitzhak's fatherness is defined by Hashem. We, te- we said last week we mentioned the possibility that Yitzhak didn't kiss Yaakov, didn't love, him, didn't kiss him. So it means the love he only established the love within the context of of Hashem's working through. Okay, now Asher Ita Baboyes. Then we'll see if we have time to learn, to learn the next passage. Maybe we'll just leave it at this. So the points that we raised last week, they became clearer after the shir. I was talking to Sholem, and, and the issues became clear. The issues with the Pasuk Tezvav and Tezayin, Tezvav rather, is what's to is what's Rivka doing taking something that doesn't belong to her? What's the point of Asherita Babayas? What is that? What's the stress of that? And why does the Pasik say Gadol and Katum? So now the Pshat is like this. He has nice clothing, he has dirty clothing. This is based on the Psychum Malachi Navadi. The Khamas, the threat that he poses to Yaakov, is what makes him not worthy for the clean clothing. And that means on a simple level, why is his clothing dirty? Because he hunts. He doesn't hunt at home. He doesn't kill at home. So therefore, at home he has nice clothing. 
But if he's going to kill his brother at home, if he's going to bring his bloodshed into the home and pose a threat to his brother, then he doesn't, he no longer needs to wear nice clothing at home. Nice clothing is no longer appropriate and appropriate for him at home because he's even bringing his, his, uh, his hanhag of, of being a killer. He's even introducing it to the house. So that's why when he poses the chamas, the threat that he poses to Yaakov, the chamas that he poses to Yaakov, who's in the house of Rivka, is what makes him not worthy of having clean clothing even in the house. So that means like this. So Esav says, I'm a killer, I'm a hunter, and I even bring that whole world into my home where I, with my wives. But there's one place where I wear clean clothing, and that's in, my, in Rivka's home. So that means it's Rivka's home. Why is it Rivka's home? Because she brings, comes to the Ahila of Sarah. So it's Rivka's, she's the one who's in charge of the bikes. Esav says, this is the one pure place in my life where I don't bring in that whole, my whole mitis. This is the one place that I want to retain that, uh, that purity. Rivka's house. Why did he want that? Good question. Right. Why did he want that? So, right. Did he have any respect for Rivka? Is that question. Okay, so he has this one place in his, in his life where he says, here's, here's where I wear a white shirt, and that's in, in his home, in Rivka's home. So therefore the clothing are there. They're at home. They're in the bias. They're in the bias. Now, did I say Rivka? That might not have to do with Rivka. Maybe it has to do with Yitzhak. Let's see, let's see that. I don't know that has to do with Rivka. The clothing that are in the bias, that's the one place where Esau says, I'm not going to bring the killing to the bias. I'll do everything I want outside, but I'm not going to do everything. I'm not going to bring anything into the bias. Maybe because it's Yitzhak's bias, maybe because Rivka's bias. Leave that for a second. But Rivka is in the bias. Asher Ito. Babayas. They're in the bias. Let's read the puzzle like this. These are clothing, bias clothing. Because Esav is an Ishsada, and in the Sada he does all sorts of bad stuff, and he doesn't, he even brings that home to his wives. But this, in this bias, he wears clean clothing. Chazal say it's to be Mishamish's father. So he has respect for this bias. In this bias, he wears clean clothing. But Rivka's there in the bias. Not only is Rivka there in the bias, but Rivka knows the bias because she's the one who's in the oil. The Pasuk in, in Esh Yisrael, Tzafiyah, Halich, is Beisa, is... is is going on on this event. Esav goes and Yaakov goes and Rivka knows what's going on in the bias. She understands. So that means Rivka understands something about her bias that Yitzhak himself didn't know. And she understands that Esav does pose a threat to the bias. She, just like later in the parish of Vayuga the Rivka, she finds out the threat that Esav poses to Yaakov. Who told her? So Rivka knows things that Yitzhak doesn't know. She, what does she know? She knows about the threat that Esav poses. And she knows that he's even going to bring killing into the bias. He would even bring killing into the bias. His respect for his father won't stop him from killing his brother. And, and on, instead it would make him wish for his father to die and for his brother to die. So that means his respect for the bias, maybe the base Yitzhak, does not extend, does not, does not keep out his bloodshed from the bias. So therefore, since she is in the bias, she knows that actually... He doesn't need white clothes. He doesn't need nice, clean clothing for this bias because he doesn't have respect for the bias. Okay? So now, Pashat, why is she taking this clothing and giving it to Yaakov? Because it's not that Esav needs these clothing. Esav says, I want to have one clean set of clothing because that's the way I act in this bias. Rivka knows that that's no longer the case. Esav is not going to be not going to be white, snow white in this bias anymore. So he doesn't no longer needs these, these, nice, these clean clothing. 
right? Lamashal Amad Abadayma, we're just talking to Shalom. Chas Shalom, if he kids off the derech, and he smokes on Shabbos, right? And, but he, he never is going to smoke at home. So he has a Shabbos clothing, and his mother always gives him, comes home, he wears a Shabbos clothing. It doesn't smell like smoke. If he's going to smoke at home, so he's, he wasn't going to have Shabbos clothing. He doesn't need Shabbos clothing anymore. Yeah, it belongs to him, but he only has them because, because at one place that he does, that he, he does what he's supposed to do. But, but as soon as he's not holding by that anymore, so he doesn't need them anymore. It's not a question of gazel. He didn't need them. So the man she gave them to Yaakov. Okay, that's, that's the story over here. Now, how does she know, how does she know that Asaph is a threat to Yaakov? So now, without going into the whole background, is the Cain uh, and Hevel. Cain was Ovid Adam and Hevel's a Royetzin, like Yaakov, like Esav is Ishsade, and Yaakov is a Royetzin, Yeshivahom. Cain kills Hevel, but there's something important about the Ishsade, there's something important about Cain, something important about the person who makes the food. They're going into that, Arichas. Yosef ultimately is the one who makes, who's in charge of Lechem, while the Achim are Royetzin. So Yosef is the Cain type figure, but doesn't kill Hevel. The Achim were very afraid of him, and they thought he's a great risk, like Cain is a risk to heaven, is danger to heaven. But ultimately, Yosef is the proper Cain. What is it about Yosef that makes him the proper Cain, while Cain was not the proper Cain, and Esau was not the proper Cain? Yosef was the younger one who became the Bukhar, but the one who starts off at the Bukhar always gets rejected. So the Benaha Gadol, the, the Benaha Gadol, Rivka knows that the Benaha Gadol poses a threat to the Benaha Gadol, that it's impossible that the older one should be Cain, and, and, and not have the chesroinus of Cain. So she knows that, like Cain killed Hevel, Esau is going to try to kill Yaakov. Why, because he's why going, now? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Because he doesn't, doesn't respect Hmm? I think he doesn't respect Yitzhak anymore. Right. Therefore he's going to bring the killing into the house. Right, why doesn't he respect Yitzhak now? Because, because the whole thing, because Yitzhak right. right. and the whole thing. Yeah. What? Yeah. Because he's dying. Right, right, okay. So till now, it's Yitzhak who's keeping him in check. Now that he, that's no longer the case, Fine. So now she, now, now she knows. Okay, now his danger is going to manifest. Thank you. And then he doesn't need this clothing anymore. Okay. Let's say, um, let's go, let's say one more. Let's stop. Let's do Pasuk Yuzayim. Batitin as a matamim. She placed the matamim and the lechem that she made, that she prepared in the hands of Yaakov. So, she made bread, which wasn't asked for. So why did she make bread? I think we might have discussed some of these points in the past. We certainly did discuss some of them. So why does she have to make bread? So let's, um, let's go back. Let's unravel this. Why does Yitzhak love Esav? Because Yitzhak makes, because Esav makes food. inside the fifth. So the question was, we asked the question, Rivka could also make food. Um, what is it that Yitzhak does? What is it that Esav does that uh, is so special if Rivka can take sheep or goats and do the same thing? So the answer is that he loves Esav because he can do what Rivka does. Okay? So why is it important that Esav should be able to make food like, like, like Rivka does? Because because Esav maintains, and maybe he's right, that, that the Isha is not the defining 
doesn't have a, an Ica role in Klal Yisrael or in whatever, in the legacy of whatever the legacy is supposed to be. The Isha is irrelevant. And that's the beginning of the parasha. He marries women who are not from the, not from the family. So he says the Isha is not relevant. So therefore, if that's the case, then, then whatever the Isha does, like say make food, has to be something that the, that the Ish incorporates into his uh, actions, into his avoider. That's Esau Sheet. Fine. Rivka demonstrates. Rivka dem- is going to demonstrate and is demonstrating that the mile of the Isha is still extant. Don't give up on the Isha. Fine. Now, what is this issue about the Isha? We discussed it. It starts way back because Baruch Hashem Aloike Shem. Shem is chosen. Ten generations in, in male descent is Avram. So the chosen one is the male. Does the woman have any role? And, and the, the, the downfall or the chasarin of the Isha is demonstrates in the beginning of Ayera. There we're told that there will be a couple who will have children by Kedusha. Avram is going to be the father. Sarah is going to be the mother. And Sarah doesn't live up to that... Uh, that uh, destiny, she laughs, and as we discussed then, she's Miss Atzel and doesn't bring the lechem. Chazal say, I don't know if I said this then, Mahari Mikan, that women are lazy, because he said Mahari. He said that then. Mashenkin, by the way, it says, He didn't tell him to hurry, because it's naturally he's Mahari. Sarah was told to rush. Oh, she might not. She might be Mis'atzel. And indeed, the Lechem didn't come out because she was Mis'atzel. And if you remember then, the Lechem, remember the Cheshmer with the Lechem, it got out, but it was too late. Remember, she was at the doorway with the Lechem, so it means she made the Lechem, but she was Mis'atzel, so it's just a little bit too late. Okay. So if you base of Lechem, Rivka is saying, so Esav learned Pashas Vayera, and he says, look, women cannot live up to, 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 to our destiny. So women are irrelevant. And they don't make food. And the food that they have to make, specifically the food that, that Sarah was supposed to make, doesn't work out. So Esav says, I'm going to learn how to make food. Okay, Rivka here is saying, no, I am going, I, lechem lechem. I am going to bring food, lechem specifically, and Yitzhak is going to say how to get it so quick. Okay? Why specifically, and, and also we discussed this, that the question is about the bracha. Is the bracha being lost because... Because, um, like, Sarah, got, Sarah died, the bracha was lost. Here, Yitzhak's old, l'chari, that means Rivka's being rejected. Here, Rivka's bringing back the bracha. Okay. My mom was. Why specifically lechem? So there in Pashas Vayera, Avram goes to the bakar, he runs to the bakar, he makes the meat. He runs out to the bakar, out in the field. That's the place for the man. While he goes to Sarah and says, make the bread. It could have been the opposite. He could have told Sarah, you go get the meat, I'll make the bread. But the man goes out, and the woman makes the bread at home. So that's the woman's role. So here, Rivka is saying, the woman still has a role. Baifin, like this. If the woman has no role, and therefore the man has to take charge of making food, then we'd only eat meat. And then there would only be tzayid, because a woman bakes bread in the house, but a man, if he's going to make bread, if he's going to make food, he's going to hunt. So Esav goes to hunt. Rivka, who is asserting the role of an Isha, and therefore saying Esav is wrong, I still am relevant. Rivka is saying she still is relevant, therefore Yitzhak is going to get food. From who? From a woman. And if we're going to get that, the proper type of food, which is lechem. Okay? Which is lechem. 
um, Asa rejects the whole concept of the, of the maternal thing. That's Chazal say, I don't know if we mentioned this, Chazal say based on the Pasuk in Amos, Shichis Racham of that Esav, Dashnit, like Rechem, that Esav was destroyed with his Rechem when he was born, and it says he's Biza Es Imai. So he's Mavaza his mother, and therefore he's like, and the whole sequence is he's Mavaza his mother, therefore he's Biza his Ruach, marries Nashim Nachriyas, Rabbi David Azar, he's Biza his Ruach, he ends up being Mavaza his father too. Okay, I don't know about the, the trap over here, but I think the way, the, according to the trap in Pasuk Yitzayin, Asher Asasa is going back on the Lechem. That's how they read it. She gave him a tamim and the Lechem that she prepared. So the Lechem specifically um, says that she was Asasa. Now, the Pasuk stresses either way that she's acting over here. She puts it in his hands. doesn't say that she gave it to him. She placed it in his hands. So Rivka is being active over here. Why is Rivka being active? So there's, I think, three points over here. One is that, one is that it's Rivka asserting the role of the Isha. Secondly, is that Yaakov, the point that Yaakov was really just following orders and not being active. And also that Rivka is hurrying. Because Sarah's problem was that the bre bread didn't get there on time. And here, Rivka brings the bread and here's the bread, ready to go. Asher Asasa, possibly, the Asher Asasa on the Lechem, is that she's taking over Esav. Esav is so-called Nashan Asiyah, and here she is doing the, uh, the necessary Asiyah. I just want to point out on, on that note that um, the, it says Esav's name 24 times in the Pasha, and it says Lashan Asiyah eight times, like um, all the Lashan Asiyah in the Pasha. So just to, uh, if that's, if those two things are connected, and if there's like a re replacing Esav's Asiyah with the Lechem Asher Asasa, and also would follow from that, Anochi Esav Becherecha, Asisi, Kol Asher Kasher Dibarta, Eloi, the one who's Isa is, is the one who's usurping Esav's role. Okay, stop here. Oh.